It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table. Uh, my name is Jason Squires and I am the Director of Mentorship with Worship Leader. And today I am joined by Tommy Walker. Tommy, how's it going? Going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for this conversation today. Um, can, we, can, you, can you tell us about, uh, tell us about you? Well, I mean, we're, uh, your ministry and family life and um, kind of what, all, all things Tommy Walker. <laughs> yeah, I... I actually kind of like starting at the beginning because it it pertains to worship leaders so much because that's my life. Um, actually, it's funny. My my dad is actually ninety five now, and he's greatly losing his memory. So he he asked me, "Well, what are you doing with your life?" And so <laughs> I'll tell him, "Well, Dad, I'm leading worship." And then he says, and he's a retired pastor. I say, "Well, if you." leading people in worship you're doing a good work <laughs> and that's so amazing i'm like man i just received that from the lord thank you lord and then then about two minutes later so what are you doing with your life you know so well i'm leading people in worship well if you're leading people in worship so i i want to start with saying there's a retired pastor out there that's telling you and reminding you if you're leading people in worship you're doing a good work Any, anyways i moved from texas to la to go to music school basically to pursue some kind of more artist, Christian artist career. And uh, around the time when I finished um, that, I, I met a Christian drummer there that led me to Christian Assembly, which is the church that I'm still at. And, and um, I just showed up and I, I told the pastor, uh, you know, you don't know me, but just I'll serve however you want me to serve because I remember my mom telling me when I was young don't wait for the perfect moment to serve God do something to give your gifts away today don't wait for a perfect scenario so I showed up eventually started playing guitar on the worship team this or that and and then of course I was a songwriter and I was passing out my demos to you know the cousin of a friend who knew some producer of a Christian record company or whatever and just being constantly rejected. And then I started leading worship at the church. And then at a point in time, it was an amazing moment. The pastor said, hey, why don't you write songs for Christian Assembly? And I thought to myself, well, nobody else wants my song. So it was kind of in that moment where I made a shift. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try to make Christian Assembly great instead of Tom Tommy Walker great. And when I started serving my local church, and that's when God started blessing me. And interestingly enough, all of the kind of Christian artist music things that I had dreamed of in my life all came true for me through serving my local church through instead of when I got good enough uh, to leave my local church and move to Nashville, like a lot of people do. I actually stayed and raised my children here and did my best to make Christian assembly worship 
as good as I could make it. And that's when God began to bless me. And so I'm this, I'm a story of a, of a local church guy that God has blessed. So that's I always amazing. think that's a great way to start. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, uh, I was chuckling inside when you said handing out your demos, because I don't know that some people know what that means anymore. But, <laughs> but <laughs> what well, is no. that? What are you, you didn't just send yeah. it to him? You didn't just show yeah, the links? You have what, to do the, in, the 2022 interpretation constantly as I'm talking. <laughs> That's right. That's, right. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, hey, so we're kicking off a new month and a new topic. Um, and we're, we're, we're chatting about developing a vision for your worship team. And I want to, I, I was like, I need to, I want to talk to you because you've been, you've been doing this a while. So, I mean, what, let's start from the beginning though. Like what is, what is the difference between vision, purpose, and mission? If you're talking about building a team and, and being in, being in, like in, in a leadership position on a team, like what, what, are, what, what's kind of the, the difference between those three? Well, I will say of all the questions you sent me, I don't really I don't know, but I have something to say about it. Like as far as splitting the differences in those, but I do think it's important that you're uh, as a leader, you're casting vision and purpose. And you know, one thing I've I've discovered through the years is is um, a lot of times worship leaders and pastors have don't communicate super well, and and so I've been to a lot of churches where the 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 worship leader still isn't sure if the pastor wants him to encourage the congregants to engage in worship. And so at my church, we have decided and we've talked it over. We believe, you don't have to believe like we believe, but we believe that it is God glorifying and life transforming to outwardly express worship to God. Hmm. Therefore, at my church, and I'm one of three worship leaders now, I, I want to encourage and call out outward expressions of worship in my congregation, singing, whatever it would be. I'm not forcing anything, of course, but uh, clapping, raising your hands, all these things are ways of expressing outwardly your love for Jesus. But our, my pastor, we've talked this through and I think it's important for worship leaders and pastors to say, is this what you want? Is, the, is this what good worship looks like to you? Because some worship leaders, they don't know. And, and maybe that's not even what the pastor wants. And you're trying to do two different things. So I think that would be the core, um, you know, mission uh, for us is we want, we want people to outwardly express worship to God because we believe it transforms us internally and gives glory to God and encourages the faith of the person next to you. So I think that would be a, a great starting point. Oh, I love it. Now, we like la last month on our podcast, we talked about uh, taking care of people and, um, and then, uh, and I was, we, 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 spent a lot of time talking to the, to the worship leader who was like, Hey, I just got thrown into this and I don't, they, my, my, my pastor told me to ask me to lead worship cause I can play guitar. And, uh, why is this important? Like, why is it important to have a vision? Like we talked last month about why it's important to take care of people. Now it's like, why, why is it important to have a, have a vision? Um, cause like I, 
I just show up on weekends and play music. Isn't that, isn't that what a worship leader does? Um, but like stepping back a little bit, how, talk to that person and, and like, what is it, what is it, why is that important? Yeah. Well, first of all, a very key verse that will encourage people and encourage worship leaders is, is uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Uh, it says, work enthusiastically for the Lord because you can know that whatever you do for him is never useless. And this is a verse I carry with me all the time because you, you wake up and you show up, you know, you get dressed and ready to serve and it goes terribly and you think I'll never do that again, but God is promising you and promising your bass player, or whoever, and you want to keep reminding them that the fact that you showed up today to serve this local church, you're ultimately serving God and God is promising. He is going to use you. He's going to transact eternity through your life. Amen. And then you tell them, you know, people, People are ultimately created to give glory to God. That's why they exist. That's why they were made. And that's their eternal destiny. And when you show up, by you showing up, you're helping them find the freedom and the wholeness and meaning of life as you lead them into giving God glory with their life. And it brings them freedom. So that's what I would say to them. And it matters. And no matter what it looks like, God promised he's using you. That's one of my speeches. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's so good. That's so good. I think it's, uh, it is, I always tell people that we have the, we have the best job in the world as mm -hmm. worship leaders. It's like the only thing we're going to be doing in heaven. And God's like, this is what you do here. Yeah. I've given you the ability and the, and the, and the talents to do that here. And it's what we're going to be doing for eternity. And um, so that's, yeah, I love it. I love it. Now you've been, I mean, you, you've been doing this for a while. You mentioned demo tapes, um, but like what you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, have you ever like revamped your vision for ministry? And, and what does, I mean, when you started, I'm sure things looked a lot different than you see it now and kind of how to talk us, kind of walk us through that a little bit. Yeah. You know, what I've just now gone over is really the very basics of, of, it's God glorifying and life transforming to worship and for people to lead people in worship and for people to worship. So that's your overall vision. But then I think partly what you're getting at here is maybe is what is the uniqueness of who we are and what God has called us to uniquely in our church. And by the way, I'm just, I'm just huge on this. Like I want one of the, beauties of the local church is that there's thousands and thousands and thousands of these little places that are all their own unique expression yet being a part of the whole and i want to encourage people to be themselves and they don't have to look and sound like the church next door just because that's what is expected or is successful or whatever Yep. And so it might be partly what you're after here is, is what is God uniquely calling us to? So for us, one, one thing, these are a few that have, have been going through us through the years. Our, our pastor, one of the great things, he's just so unpretentious. Like the last thing, you know, he grew up in a, a religious background and it, there was a lot of 
pretentious Christian. So he's just very down to earth, very honest. So that's how we are in our worship. We're like, we're not trying to pretend that we're something that we're not. And we talk about that. Like it is very, sometimes it isn't pretty, but it's honest and it's, it's who we really are. So that's one thing. We would talk about that. But then as a songwriter myself, I've also raised up other worship songwriters. So we we talk about we're a, at least in the past we're a song harvesting church. So we write songs and then we try them and then we find out they don't work or we find out that they do work. And then through the years we we mentioned uh, my past with Chuck Fromm and the discovery they were called CDs <laughs> and I've uh, got to be a part of uh, you know a lot of my songs going to other churches and all that. And so that was another thing we were. And, uh, and then uh, we, uh, when I got here, we had all these amazing session musicians from LA and, and Justo Almario was one of the main ones. And he's from Colombia and he just top, 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 top world-class Latin jazz musician, no doubt about it. So we being from LA, we, we had to think and look around and we very uh, eclectic in our, in our, uh, who we are, the diversity of the people groups and the nations are all represented here. So we wanted the styles of music to represent more than just a, a white rock thing or whatever, mm-hmm. not because we felt like we were better, but just because it was just out of joy that this is who we are. This is who's here. So we started writing, you know, I've got this amazing, musician here that can play anything like that i'm going to write that way so he can express the uniqueness of who he is uh in that way so so writing worship that really represents the nations and diversity became another another vision for us and then lastly for us just striving to be excellent and doing our very best to to be the excellent God, his image bearers in, in an excellent way. So that was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, talk to the person who like doesn't, has never thought about developing a, a vision. And like I said, they're just kind of like existing week to week. Like, where would you start? Like, where, what is, what is like ground level? I mean, church plant even where you go, we're we're just literally launching this 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 church or launching this place. I don't even know. I don't even know like what is what am I looking for other than you know finding the CCLI top 100 and playing them on Sunday. Like, how do I even go about developing that? Is it lots of conversations and just kind of like you mentioned a minute ago about about you know where you're at has is has a has a an, uh, a lot of different nations were represented and that that's part of your, that was part of your process. But like, if I'm just coming into this thing, how do I, how do I, how, what do I do? What do I do? Well, I, you know, there's different trains of thought on this, but this is what I believe. You have, you have to, you have to remember God. I'm speaking of this person. You're speaking of God picked you for whatever reason he chose yep. you and you have certain abilities and certain likes and dislikes and so you it's not wrong to ignore all those 
so that you can just serve and do what everybody else does. You have to pray and say, God, who am I? And what have you uniquely given me? And what do, what do I like? When I started leading worship at Christian Assembly all those years ago, there was a transition and, and my pastor's father, who was the pastor left and, and the son took over. And some people left and it was kind of like a reboot of the church. And he, and he uh, Pastor Mark Pickrell is his name. He said, you know, Tommy, I was thinking, why don't we have a church that we like? <laughs> I thought that sounds so carnal and selfish and terrible. <laughs> but what he was saying is, what if we have a church that's actually authentic? Like it's actually mm. like the kind of sermons we preach and songs we write are the songs that most honestly reach us and, and inspire us to follow Jesus. So that was the journey we began. So yeah, that's part, part of the thing. Like I, I love certain kinds of music. I, I started writing that way. I, I, everything has to come under, is it serving? You know, like are people staring at me or are people engaged in worshiping? Are they being touched? And of course that's the, the test, but I think getting back to the original question, they need to figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. and, and by the way, the way you figure that out is the closer you get to Jesus, the closer you're going to get to know who he uniquely made you to be. And um, don't be afraid to, to make the worship what you like. And but don't forget, it needs to be sincere, authentic. I love Jesus, connecting with Jesus, connecting other people with Jesus, worship but then it can have a whole world of different types of expressions. So it starts with you. Uh, yes. I'm over here taking notes. Um, now, do you ever, do you ever achieve the vision or does that something that the bar keeps moving? Like, do you, do you guys ever, do you ever like arrive and go, we have, we are doing, we've done what it is that we, our vision is, or does that, does that then push the push the bar out farther, and now we're going to go try and do something else? Does, how does that? How does it? What do you? What, what, what do you think about that? Well, I think the vision can be tweaked according to who the leader is. Like, basically, you know, I've been here for thirty years, and now I, I've helped raise up two other full time worship leaders, and. And so I lead, I've stepped back and I lead less and I do less. And so they're more in the forefront. So they're the uniqueness of their gifts are taking precedent where I'm becoming the, the just encourager, you know? So, so I think uh, it has to do more with that. But I, I think as far as like when I was in charge and it was, it was a church, it was a song harvesting church, and it was a church that was very eclectic in style, like that was never finished, you know. So I, I think um, it has more to do with the person and, and as long as you're the leader, no, it's a journey and you're never there. And that's part yeah. of the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you got to Christian Assembly 30 plus years ago, did you did you see yourself there 30 years later? No. No, I mean, hey, I know what it's like to be young too. Like you think five years, like whoa, I can't 
imagine five years or what if I'm here for two years? But, but let me say something. I'm glad you said that because it reminds me of a thought. I don't know what exactly the statistic is, but I think worship leaders are kind of like youth pastors, like their average length of time is like two years or something. Do you know what yeah. that is? is a... you're, you're not wrong. It's in that ballpark. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know the well, exact year, but yes. Yeah. So I know that it's very short and I know that I've been very blessed that God led me to a place where I've been able to be accountable and grow and, and raise my children here and everything but i tell you what there's no money or program or anything that can buy you the trust of your congregation like history you know mm. these people have seen me and known me you know and and in the years when i was well i still am some but traveling and doing some big things and you know, I, I would go somewhere and somebody would think I'm pretty great. And then I come back to my home church. They're not impressed with me. They see me every <laughs> week, you know, that's healthy, you know, that's yeah. good. And so I just want to give a big shout out to, to find a place and plant yourself there. And don't forget it's yes, it's like a marriage. You got to be in it for the long haul. It's going to be, you know, I've had many, many times where, I wanted to leave and I, there, there was things that I didn't agree with and I was offended, but we stuck it out. And I tell you the, the blessing and the blessing that has come to my life and to my kids is beyond telling. I mean, take this, for example, my, my, I have two sons and two daughters and my sons are now the youth pastors of this church and they're just thriving. That's awesome. I mean, they really are just thriving. And and I'm telling you, I think about it, if I had been at Christian Assembly for two years and then did 10 other churches and then ended up working at Home Depot or whatever, like, I don't think that would be happening for them. So it's a it's a generational blessing, too. So I just want to give a, a shout out to sticking it out and finding a place to to really grow and, and God will bless you and bless your family through it. I love that. Now. Um, last, my last question on this topic, um, if my church has a vision and I'm the worship leader, they should go together. They should be, what do you do? How do you, um, how do you marry the two? Meaning like if I'm a, if I'm a worship leader and the church has a vision and I know I've been in many of these conversations where the worship leader and the lead pastor are not on the same page. Like, what is, how do you get those things to come together? Yeah. Is, this, is this something that you've ever had I me mean, come across, or have you kind of always been on the same page as your, as, as your leadership, um, leading worship? What does that kind of look like for you guys? Yeah. Really? You, you really want to ask hard questions, too? <laughs> um, well, let me first say, and this is a very important point, and I, hopefully there's a lot of younger worship leaders listening, but... When you're getting, um, what's the word? Not audition for a job, <laughs> interviewed for a job. You, you need to remember, you're not only being interviewed, you need to be interviewing them mm. because you need to know, number one, incredible point. 
you had to find out if that church has a worshiping pastor, because if that pastor is not a worshiper, you're not going to have a worshiping church and you're going to be fighting against it because the pastor is the ultimate worship leader. When you're up there leading worship, everyone's staring at the pastor saying, is what Johnny's doing okay right now? Because mm -hmm. we want to know what the pastor thinks. The pastor is just going for it, worshiping, letting you lead him in worship. It's all good. So my point is, you need to find out what they believe about worship before you become the worship leader there. <laughs> and Chris, that's a Chris. mistake that gets made all the time. And, and this goes back to what we talked about earlier about knowing yourself and, and who you are in, in Christ and, and how you got you more uniquely want God to use you. Now, with all that said, of course, there's, there's, it's not a perfect world and there's, there's things about Christian assembly. If I was the pastor, it wouldn't, it would look different, but they're not non-negotiables. Yep. And, um, and another really important point, by the way, because you're serving at an imperfect place, which is called the church filled with imperfect people, you're going to have things you disagree with and you're going to have very offensive things happen to you. But you, you need to, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. You need to remember, you're, this is very important. You're ultimately serving God. You're not serving. You are not ultimately serving your pastor or ultimately serving your local church. You are ultimately serving God. Therefore, you can serve God at this particular place for this season of life, even though it's not perfect in every way and agreed upon in every way because you're ultimately serving God. And if and people make the mistake where they're really kind of ultimately wanting to please the staff or please the pastor. And then when the pastor disappoints you or, or fails or falls or whatever, you're just devastated because you were serving man. You were not yep. ultimately serving God. So very important point to do that. So, you know, ultimately, I think that to answer this question, you need, if, if, if the fundamentals of who you are and what you believe about Jesus and worship do not go together, then, then I think you're at the wrong church. But if the most important points are there and you need to have good communication with your pastor, then I think you, you do your best to talk it through and work it out. I love it. So <clears throat> this podcast is called The Table, and I believe good conversation happens around good food. Um, so if I was to be invited to the Walker house for dinner, what, what are you guys putting on the table? What is like your, like, if it's like, this is, this is the meal that we do all the time, or this is kind of like, what does dinner look like at the Walker house? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, actually my wife, Robin made me the <laughs> greatest straight up turkey burger last night. <laughs> and, and, uh, it was I don't know. Maybe I was just starving. It tasted so good, and we had some <laughs> had some curly fries. Ooh! And uh, and then I I I uh, had some of those uh, Trader Joe's has those chocolate covered almonds, and I, I had sounds some like a good day right there. Dessert, but what we never have at our house because we don't know how to cook it. But I love it is Cajun food. So Ooh. maybe and. LA has every kind of amazing food, of course, but I haven't found good Cajun food here. So 
So whenever, where I travel, you know, if I'm near New Orleans, anywhere in the South there, I always try to get it. <laughs> oh, sounds amazing. How about you? Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm a grilling guy. I love, I love, I love, uh, being out in the barbecue. I just got a brand new smoker. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, that thing's on all the time, making some form of smoked meat or, uh, barbecued something is the, is we try and try and live. I mean, we're both in California. So, I mean, we, oh. you, you can't beat the weather. So it's always like, if I can be outside, I can be, I can, I can always be outside cooking. And even a rainy day is not really a rainy day. So it's, it's, it's always, it's always out there doing something. So is that one of those, like they're made of clay, those cookers or no, you know, no, 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 no. It's a pellet. It's a pellet smoker. So it, it, uh, it, uh, just, my neighbors are jealous and it looks like a barbecue, but it's, but it just uh, smokes the meat and it's, it's delicious. Nice. It's so good. Hey, Tommy, how can we connect with you? Like what, uh, give us like your, your on social media and kind of, um, I, I've seen some, uh, I, I was watching some, uh, you guys' uh, videos and it looked like it was in, in a recording in a studio space. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, I, I was watching some of those the other day, but tell us how we connect, can connect with you. Yeah. Well, about six years ago, I started a nonprofit so I could give all my music away, not just the music, but also the charts and performance tracks and everything so that people anywhere in the world could have it for free. And so we exist through generous donors from all over the world and and uh, also just, you know, it's very global thing so it's called tommywalkerministries.org and any anything that i'm doing you can go to the website and download it for free and we're just having such a wonderful time just continuing to write and make uh, resources available to the church and uh, we just released uh, my third hymns album that's probably what you were watching yep which we actually recorded at bethesda community church in fort worth and that was their big killer studio we were in there and um yeah so i i also have a passion for the generations to worship together set a separately so i did that with my daughter eileen walker and some other amazing people and that's yeah just released you can check that out yeah so it was it was amazing it's amazing it was really really good i was i was listening to it i've been listening to it oh great yeah and yeah, I'm just continuing to to write, and um, I do some teaching at Biola here, and and we're gonna go on a European tour, little tour here in May, and uh, you can go on the website and learn more about that if you want. Basically, I should call it the encouragement tour. I just want to go and encourage uh, worship leaders that fought their way through the pandemic and politics and all the stuff going on and just say, this is how God is at work through his local church. You know, I've gotten to lead worship for Franklin Graham and Promise Keepers in the past and all these big giant stadium events. And and I was there and I was like, this is awesome. And then, and then I realized, you know, if it wasn't for the church, all these little churches, there would be nobody here. That's right. That's the reason I say that is to remind you, when you're serving your local church, you have arrived. You're doing the stuff. That's that's what that's how God is at work. So, be encouraged. I love it. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. 
I really appreciate uh, the wisdom that you shared with us and um, the years of experience and all that kind of stuff coming into the conversation today. So, yeah, thank you yeah, so much, Tommy. You.